Welcome to the Yes Collective's Mama-sode, a monthly episode where Yes Collective CEO and mother of two, Audra DePadova, chats with Yes Collective editor-at-large and fellow mother, Ann Watson, about the mental and emotional challenges of working motherhood. We'll have other amazing moms on with them to reflect on practices, ideas, and tips and tricks for getting through the daily grind with a bit more patience, presence, and peace. It's a space to just let loose, get real, and say yes to the ridiculously challenging events that make up modern motherhood. In this Mamasode, Audra and Anne bring on Yes Collective's Director of Mental and Emotional Health, Alicia Wuth. You're going to love this free-flowing conversation all about parent mental health. One final note, Mamasodes stream in their entirety on our private members-only feed. The public feed only has the first half of the episode, so if you want to be sure to catch all future Mamasodes, plus a ton of other amazing exclusive Yes Collective audio content, become a subscribing member today. What do we want to talk about today? Let's <sighs> need to breathe. Let's talk about breathing. <laughs> I agree. Me too. I feel like I just like went through a tornado. Yeah. Like a tornado. Like take a nap up here. Yeah. (laughs) Take a nap. A tornado metaphorically is what I meant. Not a literal tornado. I have someone at the door. Sorry. Oh, of course. (laughs) No worries. Oh my gosh. How are you doing? And how's your, how's what's in your world right now? Oh my gosh. I'm doing really well. I was saying to, so we have like a weekly marketing meeting at eight 30 every um, Tuesday. And like every week there's something that happens. And I'm like, just cue the circus music for Anne because it's always a circus. And this morning was like, I walked out and my car had a flat tire. And so it was like, oh, quick, no. like, but it was fine. It's totally fine. There are so many worse things that could happen. At least it happened in my driveway. It didn't happen out on the road. Oh, and I have yeah. like a pickup truck that I keep that's uh, just for like working around the farm. And so it was cute. I got Russell loves riding in the pickup truck. So it was like, quick, fire that thing up. and. <laughs> get Russell to school. And I don't know. It's just, you know, and then I was just doing a photo shoot. I'm really excited that I just finished this though. I did not think that I'd finish it in my like two hour window that I had today. And I did. So Juggling balls. Always. <laughs> it's not balls. It's like frying pans and, <laughs> <things>. <laughs> <laughs> and knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunny side up eggs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh I hear you. Yeah. How are yeah. you guys? So, um, Lisa, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, how am I doing? I, um, I am doing well. I am here. I always, I was telling Justin, the sister, I always, this is this time two o'clock is like a period of transition in my day where I feel like I leave mom Mm. mom land and i enter like professional land even though i know they're all integrated in the same but it's it's definitely a a point where i'm like oh okay sitting down now centering myself in front of a computer very different is it like the changing of the guard essentially changing of the card literally the changing like ross is done with his work day Uh, i begin mine and we we transition but 
it's always never as seamless as I was, as I like picture in my mind, because I still have to get the kids down to sleep. And like right now we were searching for the bunny book because that's very important. Sophia needs very a bunny important. book to go to bed. So we found it. What is we the bunny it. book? Is it the... Oh my gosh, it's, it is the cutest book ever. Oh, you guys would actually love it. It's a, it's like a mindfulness meditation book Ooh. for children using like bunnies as metaphors. Oh, the bunny um, book. Okay, let's make a mental note and get that in called? our... Is it called the bunny book notes. or is it... Um, no, it's called... I should know the name of it. I Don't can, worry. Um, I can follow up after book. this. Um, they they should have named about, it the like, bunny being, book. I know. I feel like it's called the bunny... It's, but it, they talk about being still, how to like breathe. Oh, but, oh bunny breath. Bunny breath. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it's very cute. And so we've kind of introduced it to Sophia, like how to breathe, how to be calm, that. how to be still. Um, and she definitely gets it. So it's, it's cool how old is be, she? She's two. She'll be three in two months. Perfect. Oh, wow. so, so, yeah. That's so cool. Okay, I'm going to look for that book. Yeah, that yes. sounds like it'd be helpful I'll send you, for adults. I'll, I'll double check mm-hmm. the title, but I'll send it to you. Well, I can identify, identify with the changing of the garden. In fact, that's something that uh, it's still maternal mental health awareness month for us. And um, this, that I remember since Justin's not on this episode, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming home from work and he would have the, you know, I worked in South Orange County. We lived in, in like more North Orange County. Mm-hmm. So I'd have a, you know, to get home at it, like, you know, getting, it was like three hour commute, you know, oh, an hour and a half each way. So I'd get home after a full day of work and commuting and the garage door would go up <laughs> <laughs> and he would track my phone oh. to find my iPhone thing. <laughs> oh uh-huh. <laughs> so ready for me to come home that no. the door like, went when up. Is she going to be here? There's dad standing with baby, you know, and it's like, wow. you know, I'm done your turn. Right. (laughs) And it's, it's a tough thing for, I think it's a tough thing for all families. And one thing that, that we were, we were talking with Bridget cross about, um, she's the amazing perinatal therapist who we just love here in Savannah Mm. about just being able to talk about this stuff. Like, like I, I was not prepared to have any of these conversations or know that they were even like conversations that could be had with my partner you know, mm-hmm. and um, we still to this day. So one of the things I wanted to just mm-hmm. kick things off with, and Anne, I would imagine this is this has changed for you over time. And I'm like actually excited to hear your perspective mm-hmm. because your life has changed so much. You know, co-parenting with your partner, and then right. now you are a single mom after the death of your partner, and so right. it's a totally different parenting experience. And I'm sure Alicia, this is different for you with little little kids, but. <clears throat> I think they call this, I mean, they call this partially emotional labor, but they have other terms mm. for it. But it is, it's, it's the, the labor that's represented very often by the work of the mother to do, to do so many of the things. So my examples would be all of the medical appointments mm-hmm. for everyone, mm-hmm. setting the dentist appointments for everyone, right? <laughs> Um, I had COVID recently, and this is how it came up most re- most recently for Justin and I. Is like I had COVID, and I couldn't do all 
the things and all the kids had to go to the dentist. And Justin was just like, I have way too much to do to take these kids to the dentist. Like this is, this is like overwhelming to me. I'm going to have to cancel appointments. You know, what am I going to do? I'm like, well, then should I cancel the dentist? You know, and it became such a thing. And it like really highlighted for me, the mm-hmm. camps, the lessons, the, you name it. He actually does do a uh, Max's after school lesson. Um, but like, mm-hmm. there are so many of these things when it comes to taking on the appointments or the extracurricular activities that kids socialize, you know, the medical appointments, whatever that, um, I don't know how I just do them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but I know for sure we never talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Never was a part of the awareness. So Bridget talks about moms asking for help, uh, being able to bring in help with this stuff. And it's like, I don't even know how we got here in the first place. I just, yeah. How did I end up in this role that I, yeah. that's, you know, what's so interesting. The first thing that pops to mind for me is um, yes. Walton was still alive. This was definitely a thing, but it's interesting because and I'm like, how do I say this without speaking ill of the dead? But I, but literally, he used to, though, have this like reverse psychology thing with me where if I asked for help, he would be like, yeah, but if I do it, I'm going to do it wrong. And oh, 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 oh classic. Oh, no, right? no, 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 that's a classic. That's not speaking ill. That is like, I think. Yeah, okay. I, I think so it's is, like, oh my God. I don't yes. even want to help you because if I help you, I, then I you're just going to want to mess it up. Everything I do. Don't want to mess it up. That's Justin with, 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 so I was coming down with COVID. I hadn't tested positive yet. Mm. And I had to go and take Max to the hospital to his appointments. Oh, and yeah. he was like, you might have to go if I test positive. Like, yeah. he's like, uh, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't. I don't know what to say. Wow. I'll, I'll, I could, I could mess it up. I don't know. I don't know if we should, you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, I think that, I think there's parts there. I think there are parts that might really feel that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's coming up for me hearing this is I think like within a couple relationship dynamic, we all have natural strengths that kind of take center stage mm-hmm. and without awareness necessarily in the moment we might not know the roles that we're kind of unconsciously stepping into until we're totally overwhelmed and the resentment is brewing right (laughs) it's like why don't you help me (laughs) yes resentment resentment is mm -hmm. brewing yes and my feeling when he when he freaked out about having to do this stuff is like Welcome to my world, dude. <laughs> yeah, do this stuff all the time without freaking out about it. Like it has to be, it has to be done. So I'm not understanding. And I guess what hit me, and maybe there's a way to understand this. Like what hit me is like his dismay over my normal labor invading his life. You know what I mean? Mm. It was like that was a weird feeling. For, like it didn't feel good to me. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, like instead of like, oh wow you do a lot. This is hard for me. And, and like, I can imagine like you've been doing this, you know, and it's hard for me to introduce that into my life. And I am sharing it's an inconvenience for me or something like that. But it was like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, though, I will say this now on the other side of things, mm-hmm. because I, oh man, yeah, that was a big problem. Problem. It was a problem. Mm-hmm. And our marriage was sort of this feeling like I do everything. Cause I was the breadwinner on the, you know, 
uh, on the face of things. And um, where Tim was very much, I don't, I don't like calling him a stay at home dad, but that really was like, he did a ton um, for Russell while I would be out at photo shoots gone Mm -hmm. all day. Sometimes I'd even be gone for like days at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even though he wasn't earning a paycheck now that he's not here, I have a whole new respect because I'm having to step into the role, not just as a dad, like fill those shoes as Mm -hmm. best as I can, but also as a farmer, which I know sounds a bit unique to my situation, but like there were things that he did that now I have to either hire people to help me or I've had to Mm -hmm. learn new skills. And I realized that like my things were kind of, yeah, like more traditional, like I go to the job and I bring home the paycheck and I, right. right. It was like unpaid labor. Like, yeah. Yeah. His role was more subtle Mm -hmm. and I think I didn't fully appreciate it until he was gone. And I've had Mm -hmm. many conversations with him since his passing of just thanking him. Like, man, I'm so sorry because it used to be like, oh my gosh, the thing of like the garage door opening. I've ne- I never had that, but I do remember distinctly coming home after a long day of work and that it, it was never, I wasn't given a break. There's never like a yeah. break. It's like, okay, you're done working. Here you go, mom. Here's the baby. And like, yep. ha! <laughs> and then dad yep. you know, yep. goes outside and barbecues and has a beer and like puts his feet up and you're thinking, wait a minute, but why am I doing this? It's like double duty. Mm. And that's sort of the, Plight, I want to say, of the working mom, don't you think? Like, oh my gosh, oh, it yeah. is because, like, on the other side of it is like, I came home and took that baby, and it was time to feed her, and I wanted, I want to feed her, right. I want that time, I want that connection. You know, I'm torn up around mm-hmm. that connection all day long and missing that. You know, mm-hmm. like, not an easy this or that. You know, it isn't mm-hmm. an e. There's no like easy answer, and I love the dynamic aspects of the gratitude you have for, um, for all of Tim's contributions and labor and, and all of that. And I think, oh my God, like if, I mean, Justin does the laundry. It's phenomenal. Just dishes every night. You know, it's like he There's, does. A I ton guarantee of stuff. you, there is a laundry list of things. Laundry that he list does of things that he that does. You maybe aren't like yep. fully aware of, and then yep. in his like, I'm sure actually, even just when he had COVID, there were probably things that like he does on a daily oh, basis. But it's it's amazing, and yet, I mean, I feel even, and I'm sure there's a bunch of things I'm not aware of that if he's just gone, I would notice, but. Um, the, but I am aware of these things and it's still hard when the emotional labor part like Mm -hmm. pops in and you get to see this sort of like an experience is kind of inequity. Like it doesn't diminish that. Like, even if we're totally both like 50, 50 on everything, there Mm -hmm. is still something about default mode, you know, um, Mm -hmm. being, um, I'm the secretary. I'm yeah. like, I schedule all the things on the house. I do all of the, you know, like, like that sort of thing. And so mm. I know a lot of moms identify with that sense of, yeah, the garage door goes up, you come home. Right. A lot of women I am close with have also been the breadwinners because mm-hmm. our generation too stepped into like more non-traditional roles. Right. Totally. One thing we never talked about, we never once talked about, 
you know, and it was like, God, I want you to get that second PhD and I believe in you a million percent. And this is like out of my, like deeply from my heart, believe in this. And it is still true as well, though, that I am, you know, working very, very full time and have been the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. And that's also a lot. Absolutely. I think um, what's coming up for me is it's a matter of like all of our choices come with a lot, even if we're mm. the ones choosing them. So even if, you know, we're, we're choosing to kind of um, balance the childcare between the two of us, right? So we don't have to hire someone else that comes with a lot of different valid feelings like overwhelm and frustration and maybe lack of gratitude at times for that partner, right? Mm. But mm. I love how Anne brought up this aspect of gratitude because as I'm listening to that, I'm like, oh my gosh, totally. Like I'm feeling compelled to go tell Ross, thank you for all that you do because, you know, just like in like life is just fast, right? Yeah, Especially with young kids, it, it can feel like we're just running all the time. Yep. And there's really not a moment to pause until nighttime and then we're asleep, right? Mm-hmm. Or until you're forced to by illness yeah. or something catastrophic. Right. And you're like, wait yeah. a minute, it shouldn't yeah. have to come to that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Do you think then like when it comes to, and I feel like so many of these things, like getting back to the mental health aspect of this, like so many of these dynamics are present in our, in our partnerships and the gratitude mm-hmm. and is one way to, I think in a powerful way to sort of mm-hmm. recognize each other. It seems to me that in actual conversations around labor in the home mm-hmm. and all of the different things that are not in battle. Cause very often it's like, well, I do this and I do that. You know, it's like yeah. very embattled, you know, kind of like yeah. type of thing. But what about carving out space, for, you know, and if there are any like, you know, folks who are newer to this, like the earlier, the better before you have kids, that'd be awesome. But like carving out space to, to talk about is, is there a way to talk about this openly non-defensively? Mm. So, folks can really see and hear each other and and recognize where they're coming from. And I think, I do think we can be liberated from these like resentments. Mm -hmm. um, If, if we can be more open and share. So I'm trying to think of like the mental health component of this for, for Mm -hmm. moms. Is there, is there, so sometimes it's like so much of it, it is, it's held and not ever shared. Like Mm -hmm. it's this not necessarily safe to bring it up or you don't know how to bring it up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think of that, Dr. Alicia? Is there, yeah, you know? no, I mean, you bring up an, an excellent point and one that I think not a lot of couples know how to talk about because communication is really when you haven't been when you haven't been modeled, maybe a healthy way to know how to communicate about these types of things. It can feel like almost learning a new language, right? Like it can feel very kind of awkward and clunky yeah. and uncomfortable at times. But when you find a way that feels healthy and respectful of sharing of your needs with one another. It can feel like there's, you guys are more in balance. Right. Yeah. And so I think all of this comes with sharing with what's coming up inside of you, not keeping it inside. Cause I think a lot of times couples might think, well, I should just not share it because things mm-hmm. are stressful enough as it is. Um, I'll just keep on keeping on. And while that might be necessary at times, it can, it, 
that's how resentment brews over time. And so I always like to tell people the, the moment you recognize like internally, like this feels off or like, I don't like this or like, I need more. Just share that with your partner, right? Because they won't know how and if they can even meet you with what you need without you sharing it outwardly. Yes, that's so true. I feel like there are so many times when I look back and there were a couple of things. Either I allowed it to get to a point where I was angry and defensive versus mm-hmm. approaching Tim with humility and vulnerability. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that I'm a tough woman and I'm going to handle this, handle this, handle this until I can't handle it anymore. And ah, why didn't you help me? <laughs> you know? yeah. I think that, um, but for me, really, um, the vulnerability part mm-hmm. is very key on both parties' mm-hmm. sides. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think that um, men in particular, but also those of us who are stronger, you know, in the female role, have this tendency to feel like we need to keep up appearances, keep a stiff upper lip. Like you say, power through. Like, I'm just going to power through this. I got this. I got this. And then um, the minute, though, we allow, it's allowing your partner to help you. Because I don't think, for me anyways, I'm, I tend to be controlling. And, mm. um, and Tim did too. So we were both really strong characters together. <laughs> but I think that if you can come to each other with humility and vulnerability, yeah. that's sort of my first key. And like you say, you know, do it early. Don't wait. It's the waiting. Yeah. It sounds like maybe, maybe if you could do this, like not when you're like actually fighting about it, but like, <laughs> like if you could have the conversation, first of all, have a conversation about having conversations. Like if you yeah. could both share the value Mm-hmm. And come to a place where you share the value around sharing mm-hmm. and then maybe create a space where you can talk about these things when they're not hot button issues for you at all. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be ideal. Right. I, and of course, to bring up, to kind of create a plan before it's even mm-hmm. an issue is of course the, 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 I, the best, the safest method And also knowing that like a lot of times, like you don't even know, like it's hard to predict that you're going to have these kinds of issues if you don't have the awareness. Right. So true. Right. And that's why I always say like to be centered and to be grounded and to turn inward of yourself to know what you're feeling in that moment. Mm -hmm. That is a great starting point. Right. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't have the awareness of what's bothering you, it's really hard to know, like, how do, what do I bring up? Right. If if there's not even an issue, it it kind of reminds me of uh, how a lot of couples, myself included, used to talk about like the kind of parent that they would become Mm -hmm. once they have kids. Right. And then you have the (laughs) child and you're like, oh, my gosh, totally different ballgame. What was I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And then you you learn how to adjust. Right. And you learn you learn your way in Mm. in the dynamic with your child. Right. But it's hard to know that sometimes until you're in it. Right. And that's why I like to say, if you create a sense of openness within yourself, Mm -hmm. that's where that awareness piece grows. My gosh, isn't this, I swear, this should just be the theme of every single mama. So it's like, 
the work starts with you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's true though. Like, absolutely. That, yes. That's beautifully put, Alicia. That's what, yeah. Thank yeah. you. The, yeah. That, and, and I'm thinking too, just based off of your example, because it's such a powerful thing to recognize that we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking of so many of my friends who live in the LA area, especially, and they're one partner invariably, they, they make the decision that one partner will stay at home because of a variety of, of things. And very often it comes down to cost of living, labor, childcare, labor, various other, you know, things related to that. And every single person I know faces, they, they make the decision financially. And then there are just things that come up and it's so hard to talk about it because you don't expect these things to come up right? You just don't know what's going to come up. You don't know what you don't know, right? <laughs> and the decision is made financially. But if if there's a way to like open the space and hold the space to say at least to each other, like there's probably going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, some other things that are going to come up with this. You know what I mean? Like, um, I feel like just becoming a mother and knowing that I would have to work and not knowing that there's a big part of me that would love to be home more with my kids. And I didn't know that. I didn't know what I didn't know. But we didn't have the foundation either of saying it's okay to talk about it. Like Mm. things are going to come up and it's okay Mm -hmm. to talk about it. If there's any way to, like you said, develop that awareness of of what's coming up for you, but then also like commit to each other to hold that space to to be able to talk where, Mm -hmm. you know, what's coming up for you isn't off limits for us, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, ideally, like within a partnership or a marriage, like reminding you why you came together in the first place, like what brought you guys together, right? Like what's the foundation of love and trust that's holding you guys together. And when you're in those really hard moments and having those really difficult conversations, reminding yourself of like the, why it all started in the beginning, right? Because that I think helps to illuminate, like you're ultimately on the same team. You want the same things, right? Mm-hmm. This is just a mountain that you're climbing and you will get through it together. Right. Yep. And it's the together part that we want to maintain. Hmm. That's yep. so beautiful. Can we just visit for a second, Audra, what yes. you brought up, like this backs it out a little further, but you mentioned like the feeling as moms um, returning to work and the unexpected mm-hmm. feelings that happen. Yes. Mo- yes like, yes. yes. But, and just societally, like what we are told is possible. You can do anything. We do it all. You that- can do it all. <laughs> you can oh. have it Don't all. You know, you can, you can do it all. And doesn't you can do it all turn into you should do it all. In, and in, then in, you in, should in all over yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I should be able to do it all. Exactly. I see everyone on Instagram doing it all. <laughs> oh, God, Exactly. No, but it, I think mm. the, you should do it all. You should be happy while you're doing mm-hmm. it all. Right. Right. You should be and, like, and sexy too. Super sexy. <laughs> Very good looking. Absolutely. That's key. Yes. Be extremely, yeah, extremely fit. And, yeah. Yes. And your kids yeah. will be really well adjusted and it's totally oh, fine because yeah. you'll just have, yeah. I think what it is, I can't remember who it was. It might've been a therapist. I'm not sure, but who mentioned life as a pie. 
and like how you can only divide up a pie into so many pieces Mm -hmm. and you have Mm -hmm. to decide consciously like what you're going to turn your pie into and which parts of your pie go where. And I don't know, for me, Oh man, uh, my, my pie is in like 5 million pieces at this point. (laughs) But it's so hard. And the thing I wanted to just mention as a mom that I feel like is a universal feel feeling that I've talked with a lot of moms feel this way of when push comes to shove and suddenly you are back at work or you are running the farm or whatever it is, like you're filling shoes, you're doing duties that are necessary based on the roles yep. you've chosen. Mm-hmm. It means that less of your pie is available for your children. It's just a fact. It is. Then the mom guilt starts. And oh my God, that is literally for me, one of the hardest things I struggle with. It's so hard. And that I think, especially when you have a baby and you think, oh, it's fine. And I don't, we can go on and on about, you know, how long people get for maternity leave and, but just not enough. Not enough. And also how, yeah. And how quickly it's not enough because how quickly we're expected. I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks. You're fine. Like just go on back to work and juggle this newborn. And also you were in a relationship and that's totally fine. (laughs) You can do it all. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a total (laughs) freaking lie. And then my experience too, Anne was going back to work and having to sort of like cover up being a mom. Oh, right. You know, I had yeah. one great boss who like, I would pump milk, like with her in meetings, like, and put oh. a nursing what cover on. What was your and, like, job at the time? I'm curious. What were you doing? Uh, when Max was born, I was the uh, associate director of women's leadership at Mount St. Mary's college, which is now Mount St. Yeah. Mary's university. Okay. Um, and then I worked at UCLA and then at Saddleback college. Wow. Um, as the director of student life. So all in higher education, all in academia, um, where like I corporate, right. I mean, it would be, yeah, it's institutional, you know? And like, right. I had what, what, what I was fortunate, super, super, super fortunate is to be in the state of California and to have, um, disability to have access to FMLA mm-hmm. plus disability leave, mm-hmm. um, that allowed me to be home paid um, nice. for three months. So unlike, I mean, I, I, I remember not even being dressed, not even being able to dress for those three months, you know, I like, like having to go back after those three months, I'm like, this, this child is not sleeping. It's two in the morning and, and they're not sleeping. Like, how am I supposed to go and, and even function? Oh my gosh. I'm like, Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm and then there are women going back at two weeks. There are women going back yep. at four weeks and we're at Starbucks yeah. or whatever. Like it, it yeah. is mind-blowing to me that we i just feel like the inconsistencies in our rhetoric politically culturally what we say we value it's self-contradicting hey there if you want to hear the full episode become a daily wellness member at yescollective.co and we'll send you your own private podcast feed to hear this and tons of other members only yes collective content